This is the Irrelevant Information Podcast, a podcast about the importance of the unimportant. I'm Rodrigo Nunez, and today we're going to talk about falling back and springing forward. Railroads were perhaps the greatest invention of the 19th century, and so many developments came about because of railroads, but perhaps the most significant is the creation of standard time. Before the railroads, every major city had their own time and they could do with it what they please. This was the true era of time lords, where in one city you could have 17 hour days and in the other you could have metric time. Well, maybe it wasn't that bad, but the railroads necessitated synchronized time across vast distances, so railway companies across the world established the concept of railway time. In the United States, the Pennsylvania Railroad had their own. The New York Rail had its own time. Trains running west from Chicago used Chicago time, except for when they ran east to Buffalo, during which they used Columbus time. The Santa Fe Railroad used Missouri time all the way to Deming, New Mexico, and the Southern Pacific Railroad used San Francisco time from San Francisco all the way to El Paso, Texas. All of this to say that every railroad company had their own time, and even though they were accurate, there was no uniformity across the entire United States. In 1883, however, the various railroad companies came together and decided on a uniform system across the entirety of the continent. This would benefit not only timeliness, but allow for more accurate weather forecasts, so a system based on Greenwich Mean Time was adopted. What was adopted in 1883 is pretty close to what we have today, and it's this type of logical thought and organization across vast distances that made way for so much more enhanced commerce and progress that really led to significant growth in the 19th century and early 20th century. There's only one small thing the railway companies didn't seem to pay much attention to in their quest to standardize time. The sun. As you may already know, the Earth actually has a tilt on its axis, and what this means is that the length of the day naturally changes as the seasons move. If you're in the northern hemisphere like I am, the summer months have more daylight than the winter months, for example. What this means is that even though your clocks may be carefully calibrated by telegraph wires or radio beeps or whatever, when it's summer, morning light will go unused because the sun will be coming up at 4 a.m. or whatever, and you'll have to sleep with the sun still out. Sleep cycle has nothing to do with the sun, which is completely against millennia of the way things have been done. For this, a simple solution was found. Daylight savings time, a.k.a. spring forward for summer months and fall back for winter months. There's been many examples throughout time of people using variable time or shifting things like meeting times, but the idea for the modern daylight savings time was first proposed by a Kiwi entomologist by the name of George Hudson back in 1895. Apparently, George was so into bugs that he relished the daylight time which he could spend after work studying and harvesting insects. So he presented a paper to the Wellington Philosophical Society advocating seasonal time adjustment. His proposal would result in two extra hours of sunlight, 
good old Bugman Hudson's idea wasn't accepted, however, immediately. And in fact, he was laughed out of that meeting. He had another paper, and that also wasn't accepted until 1927. This is why many people don't credit him with being the inventor of DST, even though he was. Instead, they credit this guy, William Willett, who's an Englishman who was a builder as the inventor of DST. Now, being a builder, he had to work really early in the morning, and he conceived of daylight savings time all on his own when he was on a ride before breakfast, and he observed that many Londoners were asleep despite the sun being up, and they remained asleep through a large part of the day. Thus, he proposed advancing the clock during the summer months, or springing forward. Daylight savings time, though, wasn't widely adopted by nations until World War I. Yet another thing that World War I brought into the world, right? When the Germans first adopted it to save coal during wartime. Britain and its allies followed soon, and the United States adopted daylight savings time in 1918, but abandoned it after the war. We didn't use daylight savings time again until the 1970 energy crisis. And that's another big thing about daylight savings time. It's supposed to save energy. This is because we're out in the sun more, so you don't have to use as much electricity to power your house in the night hours. But again, the axial tilt of the Earth plays a role here. The whole energy savings thing may be true for countries that are farther away from the equator, but that's not necessarily true for the places closer to the equator. For example, Mexico, most of Northern Africa, or even the Southern United States. In these places, we may actually consume more energy because of heating early in the mornings, or we may be spending more fuel in our cars because of how much more daylight there is for activities, right? Now, a common complaint about falling back is that it gets dark so much earlier. And to that, I say, wake up earlier. If you think that, it's probably because you didn't notice that the mornings were much darker right before we fell back. And this is probably because you woke up late enough that it doesn't really make a difference, but the morning was getting shorter. So while yes, the sun is setting at 535 now, it's also rising at 645 now, whereas before it was rising at 745. Of course, if you wake up at 10 a.m., it doesn't make much of a difference, but wake up earlier and you'll see more sunlight, which is good. Falling back and springing forward is messy and complicated and annoying. And my car is usually on the wrong hour for more than half of the year. So I really don't even know why cars have clocks now unless they're gonna adjust automatically like your phone. And maybe they do, my car's just kind of old. <laughs> but my stove is also always on the wrong time and my microwave and how do sundials even work in daylight savings time? Still, it's not that bad. For example, ancient Romans had seasonal time too. And they had a really weird system, which I actually kind of really like, where they would divide their days into 12 hours of sunlight, regardless of how many actual hours of sun there were. This meant hours were longer in the spring and shorter in the fall. Think of how crazy that was. In, the, in winter, the third hour of the day was actually 44 minutes long. But at summer, that same hour lasted 75 minutes. So you have at one point in the year, one hour, the third hour lasts 44 minutes. And, and another time, the third hour lasts 75 minutes. And that's just how they did it. And that's how they organized it. And it's crazy, but I actually kind of like it. And to keep time, they would use water clocks. 
um, which like had to do with running water or emptying water. But because of this, the water clocks were changed each month. All of this goes to my greater point, which is to say time is weird and complicated. We have this idea or concept of time as the bedrock upon which everything in our society is built or even our reality. We have weird concepts like being on time, and yet when we try to organize it and make it uniform so that it's measurable across the entire world, we run into the simple issue of, well, then you'll have people sleeping during the day and waking up at night. The whole daylight saving time, standard time, standardization doesn't even hold up in the Arctics, where the sun doesn't even go down for most of the year or come up most of the time, right? Falling back and skipping forward are great little unimportant things that we've adopted as a society to try and make sense of our lives. The simple fact is we, as a species, introduced standard time, but that ruined eons of us waking up with the sun and going to sleep when it's set. So we try and fix it because we're not machines. Even though the trains that necessitated this standardization of time are machines, we are not. We need the sun. And that's the underlying cool thing about this silly clock business. All of this is a reminder of our humanity. And all of this falling back and skipping forward, springing forward, links us to eons of us working with the sun. It's us handling a problem that we created by our modernization as best as we can. It's us holding on to the idea of being out in the sun. It's us holding out to the idea and kind of rebelling against the clock and saying we're still going to have a little bit of variability just like we've always had because we're humans. I know it's not possible, but wouldn't it be great if we just woke up with the sun and went to sleep with it? Wouldn't it be great if there weren't designated special days where we don't work because they're at the end of the week? What if it didn't matter at what time the meeting was at? Now, again, I know that's not possible and that won't be able to happen until the AIs do all our work for us. But until then, instead of considering falling back or springing forward an annoyance, see it as a reminder that despite all the feelings you may have of being a cog in a huge capitalistic machine, we're all still humans that need the sun. And remember that Kiwi bug guy who liked bugs so much, he came up with the idea that we should have more time in the sun. That's it for this week's episode thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed it if it felt longer or it felt shorter it's because time is relative and it doesn't really matter uh, but wake up earlier and get more of the sun share this with a friend leave us a review on apple podcast follow us on twitter at irrelevant pub and as always or4 did nothing wrong Relevant Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.